Hey guys, Divine Psilocybin here. Welcome to the podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be going over the basically our Christmas trip report. Um, the girl trip with me. It was technically the day after Christmas, but you know, Christmas was really busy, and that was our opportunity to do it. So, before we get into that, uh, if anybody would like to contact me, if you'd like to contact me, if you have any suggestions for the podcast or ideas for episodes, uh, my email address is just divine psilocybin at gmail.com. So just, just as it's spelt out, you know, on the podcast, divine psilocybin, just at gmail.com. Uh, basically the next episode is going to be a rundown of my entire life. Um, and the, I got that idea. Basically somebody had requested it, um, through emailing me so and then after uh after that then i'll do the next video episode so and then we'll get that one released and i'll be out on spotify so anyways before we get into the trip something interesting has been happening with my dreams and and also i want to talk a little bit about post trips i'm i'm getting these if you want to call them visions my imagination is running really really strong post trip and with the with the dreams there's been a new kind of thing that's been happening basically as the as the dream is coming to an end i'll often be talking to like the main character of the dream that i've been interacting with or something like that in one case uh the night before or on christmas night the night before we trip um, I had a dream that was basically about this. It was a mix between Mortal Kombat and Gods of Egypt. You know, if you've seen that terrible movie. But um, I was talking to the main bad guy who was like this pharaoh. And he had this overlook, um, this Egyptian overlook. And it was really pretty, really super vivid. Like gold on the wall and silk, uh, red silk and... Um, ivory you know posts and stuff like that and it was really really beautiful and everything like that and anyways I was talking to him and I end up talking to him about the entire dream just telling him like a critique of how he could make the story better even though the story you know he was the bad guy in the story I was almost talking to him about the entire story itself as if he as if he was the you know constructor of the story itself and so i thought that was interesting now i've had about three dreams in a row where that's end up being the case where at the end of it i'm talking to somebody who i think is basically the the main constructor of the dream and i'm telling them how good their dream was and what they can do to improve it or whether i liked it or whether i didn't like it so i thought that was really interesting that's something i haven't had happen before dreams are continually you know they're i mean they're staying about the same right now they're very vivid you know and i'm remembering remembering them fairly well although i don't remember everything about them so anyways and then like i was saying post trip post this last trip this christmas trip my imagination is so strong that 
you know, I can almost visualize what I'm imagining. Um, so I'm finding that really interesting. Um, I'm not really, not really sure what that means, or I don't know, some sort of afterglow effect. People talk about the afterglow from trips, you know, and we felt it in the past, you know, where basically the next day you feel it, you still feel kind of connected, um, but um, eventually that fades, and so I found it interesting, you know, the last few days that I've been having these this really strong imagination. So, anyways, let's get into the trip itself so like I said girlfriend tripped with me and we actually had some fresh mushrooms this was actually really nice we haven't had these in a while um I basically my last the last two uh groups of mushrooms I've had have been the tidal wave and the enigma and now we've finally gotten back to our normal stuff you know, and so, um, I actually quite in, enjoyed them, because they don't have, for some reason, that Enigma has, like, a really strong body effect, um, which I'm not a real big fan of, um, so, and the tidal waves are kind of hit and miss, they're kind of, just real generic they just feel really generic so this one this was a pretty interesting trip to tell you the truth um it's interesting like while i was having it i wasn't really having that good of a time but and we'll get into that and why and whatnot but you know as it's coming it was very much kind of all over the place you know there wasn't a a a very strong theme the things that appeared were awesome. I'm going to uh, describe some of them here in a second. But some of the things that appeared were awesome. But some of... There was there was no, like, balance to this dream. This dream was kind of all over the place. I kind of felt like I was going everywhere. So, one of the things that we ended up doing, and this is probably one of the reasons why the trip wasn't very much to my liking. But, like I said, it was nice to have those fresh mushrooms, though. That was... That was something that was different that I really enjoyed. Um, And I could tell an actual difference also just from the fact that they were fresh. I could, I could, I could feel a difference in that. And it's hard to describe. I don't, you know, this is one of those things I'm not really, you can tell like a little bit of a difference though, between your fresh, normal mushrooms, the ones that haven't been sitting for too long, you know what I mean? And and haven't, uh, (laughs) you know haven't lost any of their potency they're nice and nice and fresh so anyways uh we ended up taking them in chocolate milk (laughs) so we ended up boiling some water the girlfriend chopped them up she chopped up her dose and then uh her dose wasn't too high i don't remember how much i i probably gave her maybe about two grams and i probably had closer to five grams but not white five grams it was probably shy um well also the fact that there are are usual mushrooms they're probably a little bit lower than like the enigmas and the tidal waves that we've been having as far as the density of psilocybin in them so anyways so chop them up put them in the in the um in cups uh mugs and then put chocolate in there chocolate uh powdered milk uh, the like the Swiss Miss that you can get at Walmart and stuff like that. 
boiled the water, poured it in there. Um, as I was drinking them, it took us a while to drink them. We probably it would probably spent a good fifteen minutes to drink them, but by the time I was done drinking, I was already starting to feel minor effects. Um, so it came on real quick. I hadn't eaten like all day. I hadn't eaten since breakfast. I think I had. Yeah, the girlfriend actually brought me like lunch about 11.30. I was done eating it by noon. And by the time we tripped was probably about 10 p.m. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was probably about 10 p.m. And so, uh, so like I said, the effects started coming on pretty quick. And I had a fire going outside. So we decided we were going to sit outside next to the fire. It was a windy day and it was a very cloudy. Uh, the like the sky above was just you know mostly clouds for at least especially at the start there when we got going. So this is where some of the interesting imagery and stuff started off pretty quick. So I'm sitting at the fire and oh I, we got some jackets. We got my jackets. I put them on. I have this really big, nice fluffy jacket that uh, I had. Uh, we're laying laying back in the chairs, and I could feel the um, mushrooms coming on pretty quick. One of the things I started seeing was the fire pit itself. It's a little, it's like a metal fire pit, like circle thing. I actually saw it like lifting up and down off the ground. It was funny. It was weird. It was like it would like jump up and down, kind of. And I thought that was interesting. As I'm looking at the flames, and as the wind's blowing, the flames are were just moving around way too much. They're just dancing and jumping here and there. This is probably the start of how the whole trip ended up going. The flames are just moving really fast. And sparks would come, you know, like little sparks would blow off of the off of the wood. And they would dance around and just like jet out everywhere and like go flying off and so everything was moving pretty fast the winds blowing and like gusts of wind would come through and you could hear it through the trees and you could see the trees moving and everything like that and I'm looking around and we're basically in a field you know I've got, I've got a there's there's a good field you know there, there's actually like a big field behind our field we got our little field where our fire pits at and it's got some it's like got this nice little grass hill and um so anyways i'm as i'm looking around out across the field i can see lights and that's the light where the city is at you know so i could i could see like through some trees i could see some lights and stuff like that and the wind's blowing and at one point in time the girlfriend like gets up and she she the dog we put the dogs outside on their leashes and everything she goes inside and when she's inside i i'm like something happens to time or something like <laughs> she was only inside for like a little bit of time but for me it felt like i was outside for like a good half an hour felt like she was gone for a while but so i'm sitting there i'm watching the stuff i'm getting some time warping i look up at the at the clouds and the clouds have 
like this giant face in it that's like smiling down at me and the clouds are moving kind of it almost looks circular around like where we're at you know it's like it's like this is where the clouds are and if i look kind of off in the distance in either or direction it doesn't seem like the clouds are as um detailed or as thick as they are above me so it was really interesting to look up at them and i eventually i get up and i start walking around it's dark it's like really dark outside and i'm looking down at the grass and the grass has just all sorts of patterns going across it there's like these crisscross patterns very much uh I mean, it's just very much the fractal-type patterns, but it was weird because it was actually, like, through the grass, you know? It was... The grass itself had the pattern across it. And the funny thing is... The funny thing is is that I went out the day after to look at it, and the grass looks nothing like what I was seeing when I was tripping. I mean, not even the spots... Because there's, like, you know, it's wintertime. There's brown spots, and then there's green spots the brown spots were in completely different places than where I was seeing them. Like, I went and I stood in the exact same spot, because I know where I was standing, you know, and I looked down at it, and it just looks completely different, not even close to the same. And so, I found that really interesting. (laughs) So, eventually, I go and I find the girl, you know, she comes back outside, and she's having a she's having a pretty good time she goes and lays down in the grass and is looking up at the clouds uh we we talked a little bit about the clouds because she looked on up at them and i was looking up at them and i was seeing i was seeing big old streaks and lines and i saw like this i saw like a fish like a giant fish pattern inside the clouds and these streaks and these lines were it was weird it was they were very very defined almost like they were like pointing in a direction or something like that it was anyways the clouds were quite strange strange to tell you the truth um we have a spot back there behind the we're behind that hill where there's a flat level of dirt and this dirt is it's very multicolored and it's like a big area of dirt like i mean it's it's like the size of a house worth of like dirt that's like flattened out and um like the rain every time it rains it, it just flattens it out even more and so i go over and i'm looking at it and the girlfriend comes over and looks at it too at one point in time and we're looking at it and the girlfriend says she feels like kind of like a like a presence over there or something like that and so she kind of walks away and as i'm staring into this dirt i can see a shape taking form it's weird there were these rocks and they lined up and they were like eyes so i saw six eyes And then I saw basically this giant rattlesnake, right? Like a, like a, like a diamondback rattlesnake, you know, big cheeks, you know, the, the body is 
was curled around like in an S shape and it was curled on itself. I mean, I didn't see no like rattle at the end of its tail or anything like that, but you know, the imagery was very, very strong. Like it was this very definitive like snake and it was huge too, right? Like, I mean, it curled up was like, I don't know, the size of a car, (laughs) something like that, I guess. It was a big, big thing. Like its head looked like the size of my torso or something like that. Like it it was massive. Um, I guess I don't know if that really, the imagery, when I say like the size of a car, I mean, I guess if you, you know, looked at a car from an overhead view, you know, like that long by that wide, that's, that's kind of how the snake was curled up. So I don't even know how long it would have been if it stretched out. But the the imagery of the snake was very, very strong. And like I said, it had it had six eyes. So it had like two kind of really big eyes towards the front and then like two smaller eyes behind it. And this is another thing. The next day when I went to go look, because I, I sit there and I thought, oh, you know, there's some rocks that must be lined up kind of in like a v shape and i'm just kind of probably seeing that so i went and i looked the next day at these rocks because i knew where they were at and the, the rocks are not in any any pattern at all of anything they're just like there's just random rocks in a pile <laughs> so the fact that i was seeing them lined up in this v shape is really strange and and the and the eyes were symmetrical too like as i was looking at at the snake like i said there was two big eyes and then like there was four smaller eyes behind it they were they were lined up you know and they were symmetrical but when i go out there and i look at it now you know the rocks are just a random pile <laughs> like there's no symmetry to them at all you know they don't look like they're in a v shape of any dimension at all and so <laughs> So it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny when you see these things afterwards, you know. And it's one of the things I like to do is I like to go back and look at some of these things and see what did I really, what was I looking at, you know. <laughs> so, okay, so here, here's one more thing that happened while we are outside. While we are outside, uh, there were many times I went and I sat back in the chair next to the fire and would be staring at the fire. So what ended up happening is on the log one of the logs was facing towards me and it was so it was flat and the whole log had become lit on fire and so it was all glowing and I could see like a crud ton of patterns inside the inside the are on the log in, in the fire on the log um the whole log was just filled with like Aztec imagery Aztec patterns like these squares and loops and uh, maybe a little bit ranging into the Chinese but also like a mix between Chinese and Aztec probably more Aztec than Chinese but you can you can just kind of see these ancient patterns you know these squarish um, like uh, it's hard to describe just anyways at one point in time I see there's like a, kind of a, a I don't know, I want to be careful my wording here. I guess I guess you could say it was like a demon looking face. It wasn't scary. It wasn't like a like a super scary demon. It was kind of more of a 
you know, mythological looking, like I said, like something like an Aztec person would carve out. So there was this, basically this demon face and there was another one next to it as well. Well, on, in the middle of the log, all of a sudden a dragon face comes down into view and starts blowing out wind like it was weird like the pattern of the face of this dragon face was it was way bigger than the demon faces like um it was like three times the size of the demon faces so it comes out and you can see its nostril and then off of its nostril these patterns started to form that were like circular air blowing out they looked like wind and air blowing out from the dragon so it looked like the dragon was like just blowing um on the demons and as it did the demons slowly dissolved in the fire right they got burned up in the fire and it was interesting because the dragon the dragon looked really sad too it had these eyes that were really sad really like I don't know, remorseful or something like that. I don't know. They, they didn't look very happy. <laughs> they they looked uh, sad is the best way to describe it. So, and as it's blowing, the dragon itself was also getting like burned up slowly. <laughs> so it was interesting. And so then the whole thing kind of patterned out. And and then I saw uh, like once again another rattlesnake it was kind of like it looked like it was going forward at first along the edge of the um, along the edge of the log and then it looked like it turned and looked at me so that was interesting so at first I'm seeing a side view of its head and then all of a sudden I'm seeing it turn its head and look forward and um, slowly that dissolved into the whole log looking like an ancient dragon it looked like a looked like a stone kind of this goes back more to that chinese dragon it looks more of an ancient chinese dragon kind of square headed with um you know like like circular rounded like spiraled nostrils um so anyways at some point in time we did decide to get up and go inside and so um, we'll take a break right here and I'll continue with the rest of it where we came inside and then um, yeah this trip was all over the place I'm not gonna lie there was so many things I felt like I was bouncing off the walls and 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 this is really where I realized it and where I started to um, to talk about it to the girlfriend and everything like that but anyways I'll be right back and we'll get into all that Alright guys, welcome back. So, after um, we come inside, I mean, I was feeling, I was feeling kind of just heavy. The, the world was really spinning. My body was kind of aching. I felt really slow and sluggish. And I really wanted to just, like, lay down. And I grabbed my blankets and I put them on the couch. I lay down and the 
thing is, is my dogs just had so much energy, and so did the girlfriend. The dogs were running around and everything, and the girlfriend, she ends up getting up and decides to start spinning around. (laughs) Like, she was spinning in circles, like, as fast as she could, and it was, like, she was, like, all over the place and she was like bumping into stuff and like I was worried she was going to get hurt she kept bumping into stuff and I'd be like wait hey hey be careful you know and and like I said the dogs were running around and there was just so much going on they just had so much energy and I I was just trying I felt like I was just going way too fast I felt like everything was going too fast it's like everything felt like it was going twice the speed that it should have gone or, or normally would have gone. So, I, I mean, I guess this is an instant, which is funny. I've never had this before. I guess this is an instance where time felt like it was going faster than it should. It felt like I was going like a million miles an hour, you know. And uh, it was quite frustrating. I was getting really really like I was not having a good time like it was bad (laughs) like like in my mind I was just like screaming you know I was just like ah somebody slow down please (laughs) you know and um I mean I tried covering my head but just the noises of everything of the dogs running around the girlfriend spinning around there's just too much noise too much going on um at several points in time, like, like something was telling me, I think it was my body was telling me, just like yell at them or something, just tell them to stop, you know, and I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I maintained control, but I did end up like telling, you know, the girlfriend, I ended up like coming, kind of like getting up and sitting on the, you know, on the table and, you know, started smoking the hookah and everything like that. And I ended up just telling her, hey, I, I need you to relax, I need you to bring it down, I need you to slow down, I need you to calm down, uh, they just had way too much energy, uh, eventually, uh, we decided, you know, through talking to the girlfriend and everything, and, and kind of giving them the idea, uh, told them, you know, why doesn't she take the dogs for a walk, she's got energy, she needs to get some energy out, dogs got energy, so I suggested they go for a walk, so anyways, uh, so they end up going for a walk, you know, she ends up taking the dogs, putting them on leashes, and going outside, and everything like that, now, me, um, I still felt like I was going, like, way too fast, so I did everything I could to slow it down, I changed the music, you know, same thing that we always do. We have the music playing, the like standard soft rock trip music that we had playing. But even that felt like a lot of that music felt like it was going too fast. So I changed it to the slowest of those songs that I could find or the ones that I liked the most. So I started slowing them down. Slowing them. It was hard. <laughs> it was really hard. But I just started smoking the hookah kind of filling up the room with smoke and everything like that because the smoke was moving a little slower right so I'm looking at the smoke I'm watching it kind of dance around and slowly I started bringing it back bringing the trip back to a slower pace um you know Terrence McKenna actually talked talked about that you know when he talks about DMT he 
He says one of the things they said, him and his brother said, is they really wanted to uh, try to slow the trip down because it just goes way too fast. Uh, and he mentions how ayahuasca is kind of their solution to that. But anyways, yeah, this was an instance. And like I said, I really think it was also part of the fact that we had drunk the uh, the mushrooms in a in a in a chocolate there. I think uh, had I eaten them, you know, it would have been easier. It would have been a slower up come, you know, come up, and then it would have been more easily maintained probably to keep that slow pace. Just the fact that it came on so fast, and so much was going on outside with the wind blowing, with you know the the fire going, and then inside with the girl having all the energy and the dogs having all the energy. Just way too much energy going around. Um, hey, some people like that. I mean, she was enjoying herself. The girlfriend was really enjoying it, like, spinning around and things like that, obviously. And so, you know, I mean, that's good, obviously. Um, so anyways, like I said, I was sitting at the table, smoking the hookah. I got the room filled up really good with smoke at one point in time. And then I kind of started feeling a little, little bad because I did kind of feel like I kicked... Uh, the girlfriend out of the room I tried grabbing like a blanket and I tried kind of like curling up here next to the next to the where the table is to just you know try to just see some of the see I need to go back a little bit some of the the views some of the imagery I was having way beyond the like normal mushroom visuals at some point in time the visuals themselves started they started moving in ways I hadn't seen before it was like if you're usually seeing them in 3D for some reason I was seeing them in like 4D I was seeing an extra dimension layered on top of them which is way different like usually you just kind of see them flying around in front of you and whatnot. But for some reason, I was seeing a breakup that was in between them that had, like, actual, like, imagery and stuff like that. Like, it's almost like they were moving on a wall. And so, and I was seeing, like, around these walls, you know, kind of similar, I guess, to, like, when you go to the Halls of the Dead. Um... But this, this was a little bit different for some reason. It really felt, really felt different. Um, and I actually, at one point in time, as I'm looking through these, like, walls and hallways and things like that, um, things lined up. They all lined up. I, I somehow got it, the imagery, to line up to where I was looking down a straight tunnel like a big big long tunnel and there was like light at the end of the tunnel and everything like that and um this was very short by the way this this imagery popping up but um basically what i'm saying is there was an extra dimension to the imagery and i think it might have been driven on by the fact of how much was going on how much energy was being uh given out and everything like that but um Anyways, eventually I just got this, as I'm just laying there, I'm just like, I'm not going to go anywhere. Um, 
I, I kind of started feeling bad about the fact that, you know, I kind of sent the girlfriend off to go on a walk with the dogs. And, um, so I ended up going outside again to go find her. I opened the door and actually she's laying back on the hill, uh, looking up at the clouds again. I'm like, okay, I'll go back out there and look with her. I go and I lay down next to them. Dogs still have a ton of energy and as I'm laying there all of a sudden like the clouds had parted and the clouds weren't as thick over us anymore and I could actually see stars and I could see a lot of them too I could see a lot of stars and so I was holding my head still and I was just looking straight up the stars and the stars were like zipping around like ultra ultra fast I mean they were like just moving from like one place to another like appearing and disappearing and jumping around and all sorts of stuff like the stars were not holding still (laughs) it was really interesting to see because I've had you know like when when I had that lake trip obviously I was you know there were stars just covering the sky and everything I, I was you know messing around and moving them this was different this looked completely different this was like they were like just kind of doing something on their own almost like just flying around and moving on their own it was really weird and um I kept thinking like maybe it's because I'm looking at different ones and so like out of the corner of my eye they look like they're moving or something and so I was like I'm just gonna hold my head still and kind of look in one direction and just see what happens and no they were all moving around still (laughs) it was like it was not me it was definitely it was definitely like I was looking at the stars moving so that was kind of cool um we quickly go back inside though the girlfriend's like you know dog dogs had too much energy and it was time to go back inside anyways the wind was blowing too much and uh anyways so we go back inside and now everything's calmed down finally now everything has slowed back down girlfriend's still got a lot of energy but it's not bothering me you know anymore and i'm feeling good again i'm I'm starting to feel good um so me and the girlfriend end up talking about well it's a lot of the stuff i end up preaching you know well i end up mentioning to her how you know um Uh, how on her last trip how she was completely different and this trip she had a good time so I was pointing out things like that I was pointing out how you know hey look at what you did this time versus what you did that time and then kind of decide you know what what the difference was and figure out how to maintain that or get that next time you know and um so then we started having basically theological and philosophical discussions much to the much to the similarity of what I had been preaching on previous um, trips where I've been kind of preaching to her lately you know and so we're talking about the same type of stuff I ended up talking about you know marriage for a little while and what a real marriage is versus you know what people think it is and you know, I, I mentioned how the Bible doesn't actually like. There's nowhere in the Bible where it talks about a ceremony to get married. You know, to, or, or to get married. There's nowhere where it's like set up where it says, "Oh, there has to be a priest to marry you guys" or something like that. There's nothing like that, especially in the Old Testament. There's absolutely nothing like that. A marriage 
in the Old Testament seems to be just people just agreeing. You know, I'm sure eventually, you know, they set up a marriage, uh, you know, ceremony and everything like that. But that's not handed down anywhere in the Bible, like from God. Like nowhere does he say anything about that. And so I mentioned what a real marriage is, you know, I think, you know, what God really intends, you know, is people that really, really love each other and really want to work together and are willing to do things for each other and are, anyways, I've kind of gone over some of this stuff before, but marriage is not simply a promise that you make in front of some friends and family and, and in front of a preacher, you know, I mean, just because you do that does not mean you are married you know just because you got a little certificate from the state you know the state is not god you know god is not in the state you know god's in your heart and so a real marriage is something that you will know and it'll actually be in your heart it won't be you know just a piece of paper you know something like that anyways went over that a little bit with her and then we also went over uh, basically like how to recognize that a society is collapsing or not doing well, like how to recognize, how to see the signs, right? How to see the signs of a sick society. And, and what we ended up talking about was um, actually like serial killers and um, was it Ser- serial killers and well anyways we'll stick to the serial killer for now we talked about something else as well but um, when you talk about people like the Columbine killers and everything there there's one argument to be made that yeah it's it's their choice they did it you know and so ultimately and at the end of time right they'll be held responsible for it and everything like that i i understand that but as a society i started talking about you know how did they get to that point that they were at you know how did the columbine killers actually get to that point at some point in time during during their timeline of their life, someone should have like recognized and seen the signs that you know that was a possibility. You know, somebody should have seen, hey, these guys probably need help. You know what I mean? Like there should have been some warning signs there. And like a teacher, a teacher that saw them, you know, because they're going to class, a teacher should have recognized, you know, hey, maybe I should give them a little more encouragement, maybe I should be a little nicer to them, or maybe I should encourage others to be a little nicer to them, or something like that, you know, maybe the, you know, and the, the, the people that see them on their daily lives, the other students and everything like that, they're a little weird, but, you know, if, basically, if, if, one other person would have like really befriended them you know and and maybe shown them you know some love and compassion or something like that and the same thing with the parents you know you sit there and you say like if you're thinking that they did the best they could you know 
like sometimes it's it's a little hard to say because you don't want to be judgmental. We don't want to be judgmental against these people, but we do want to recognize maybe that there was more we could have done, I guess, like as a society as a whole, as like just just people in general, right? Just in your day-to-day life, right? You see someone that's having a hard time, you know, that seems like an outcast or something like that. Maybe, you know, maybe you should stop and try to befriend them or maybe you should you know, try to show them some compassion or try to give them some help or something like that. You know, if you're at your workplace and someone is not doing as well as they could be, you know, maybe like if you help them out, maybe if you show them some help, some compassion and, you know, get to know them a little bit, like maybe that'll change you know not only your perspective on them maybe you'll understand them better but maybe they'll also you know have a change of perspective maybe they're more less likely to you know who knows what you know who knows what every time you interact with somebody you know it, it could drastically affect you know what happens uh you know to them or what they decide is worthwhile or not worthwhile so that's why it's it's important, you know, to to look around and see the <laughs> the destitute and the the people that look like they're low or you know because they probably if they look low they probably feel low, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's probably a probably a good thing to have some compassion and some heart for them. And so anyways, so this is back to back to as, as a society, you know, this is how you can tell you have a sick society. This is how you can tell there's something wrong is when things like these happen, when people start becoming serial killers or stuff like that, that's how you know you have a sick, sick society because that means that somehow something was wrong with them, right? Like, they had a mental disorder or a mental problem. Or they got to the point where they were so depressed where they just said, fuck it. You know what I mean? And so, if society doesn't allow those people to get to that point by making sure that they aren't depressed, by helping them, you know, treat that depression, helping them, you know, uh, see the good in people and the love and by showing them love and goodness and everything like that you give them that one reason not to be you know or not to go down that that horrible path i guess so anyways this is what me and the girlfriend ended up talking about was basically about that basically the signs of you know what's coming and you know one of the things that we have that's wrong with this society is um security right so basically what we decided as a country to do against things like that is to just create a a security based system right give the cops more power give the cops more weaponry so that way when things like that do happen you know they can come and stop them well (laughs) that's like treating the um 
that's like treating the symptom, not the cause of the problem, right? The cause of the problem is a lack of love, is a lack of compassion and understanding, you know, for somebody that does have mental problems or does have a, you know, an an inclination to, you know, harm other people or something like that. If people are like that, these people need help is what it is. You know, they don't need to be just, you know, thrown away or something like that or just, you know forced into silence because that doesn't work you know then you're still going to have them they're going to find another way to lash out anyways so the true way to fix it and i think this is what jesus like ultimately was was talking about you know he's he's talking about helping people lifting them up and so that way they don't lose hope that way they don't become depressed that way they don't give up you know if you show them the good and you show them the love then you know that's that's all that's the ultimately the way forward to a better world you know and that's the way to fix society you don't fix society by you know creating a nanny state by by giving the police more power by creating more power and more laws and more you know more control more money you know, you create a better society by instead, you know, just teaching these guys ahead of time, you know, giving them a reason to, you know, continue, to continue and to, and to feel love. So I hope that makes sense. I guess it's it's a hard point to get across and I don't think everybody's going to agree with me because there's this idea you know of free will and and freedom and you don't you shouldn't have to help people you know you shouldn't have to you shouldn't be obligated to help people um it's a good argument and I've I've heard I've heard an atheist I heard an atheist make that argument once that you know you aren't you aren't obligated to help someone and the law agrees the law says the same thing and it's a very strong argument and i agree with it on a lot of pretty much uh, on all points you know it's it's a hard thing to argue against but you know when you have love and compassion and everything you're going to end up helping them anyways and i think I think that's the pathway forward. I think that's a better way. I think that is going to create a freer world. See, because then you don't have to worry about who has guns and who doesn't have guns. You know, you don't have to worry about things like that because if everybody is getting along and everybody loves each other and everybody's using guns responsibly because you've taught them how to use guns responsibly and that, you know, what's right, you know, when it comes to using guns if you do that and if everybody's awake and paying attention then you don't have to worry about silly laws like that you know those things become not a problem because you should see ahead of time you know whether a person's about to lose it you know (laughs) you should see 
that uh, this guy's not having an easy time at work, that this guy's not having an easy time at school. You should see that, and then you should step up as an individual and be like, you know what, I think I'm going to help this guy. I think I'm going to try to help him. I'm going to, you know... And the thing is, if, if, if they're beyond that simple help, you know, well, who knows how much, you know, your interaction could change things. But if, if someone's really beyond that help, then once again, somebody higher up should have already seen it. Like their parents should have already seen it or their teachers should have already seen it. You know, that's a... I think that's what Jesus is teaching. I think that's what Jesus is teaching is responsibility, like individual responsibility. Where where do you place blame? You should probably place it on yourself. That's where you should probably place it. I know that's really hard to do because, you know, obviously you're not everywhere, you know, and but, you know, your individual actions one day at a time can have huge huge rippling effects you know you're nice to one person so that person goes out and be's nice to you know the next person and then that spreads you know love and compassion and things like that spread and uh and they're stronger than you know the opposite so anyways the end of the trip was uh, what happened at the end of the trip. Basically, we just slowly died off the off the mushrooms. You know, they came down pretty good and just went to sleep. I mean, I didn't have any incredible visions after the uh, or when I went to sleep. I had a few minor ones pop up here and there. I think this is the problem. This is the problem with uh, with drinking the mushrooms again. I. I really think the best way to take them is by just eating them. It sucks because they taste so bad, but I think your best trips are going to come out of if you just eat them. You know, I don't like the up the I don't what like the way that it rides with when you drink them, when you chop them up, put them into a tea or put them into hot chocolate. It tastes better. It's way easier to get it down. But the the ups and the downs are just not as as good, you know. Um, I definitely think eating eating them is the way to go. So I don't know. I might try some tea again. Uh, next trip is definitely going to be though <laughs> just eating them. So if you guys are still listening, thanks thanks for sticking around to the end. Um, I do have listener support turned on, so if anybody's willing to help out with that, the link's in the description. Um, if not, no worries, you know, I do get paid a little bit from the ads. Um, so thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Next, uh, next trip report, or I'm sorry, next, next episode will be, uh, basically a rundown just of my life. So thank you guys very much. Have a good night.